Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Well, we're kicking off a brand new series called Baggage. Somebody say baggage. Baggage, baggage. I, uh, such a, thank, thank you, Brother Arrow, for that video. He's, uh, he found that, and uh, it just sums, sums it right up. You know, love the line. Even your baggage has baggage. <laughs> How many people feel like that sometimes? Even our baggage has baggage. Um, one of my favorite Old Testament uh, prophets, I mean, I love, I love the eagle eye, I love Isaiah, uh, can't forget about Daniel, but Jeremiah uh, is probably one of my favorite, uh, they called him the weeping prophet, um, probably, that's why probably I identify with him, because we're very emotional, <laughs> and um, so, but Jeremiah, I love Jeremiah, well, one of the things I love about Jeremiah, Jeremiah was so caring when he spoke from, on behalf of God, to God's people. I mean, scriptures like in Jeremiah 1 and 5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I mean, how caring is that, you know, to know that God didn't just wait till you got here to start caring about you. He cared about you even when you were in the womb. Before you were in, even before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And then our one of my favorite scriptures, uh, it became a favorite scripture of mine when I was in college, when I had the privilege of hearing Bishop Kenneth Ulmer speak for the very first time in person. And he spoke from this passage of scripture that literally just shook my world. It was Jeremiah 29 and 11, which, which most of us know. We probably even have a painting in our house that kind of speaks of this verse. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord plans to what prosper you and to not harm you plans to give you hope and a future i mean how good and how awesome is that to know that god has thoughts concerning us and his thoughts are good and not evil toward us isn't that amazing god has these amazing plans to for us to find prosperity and to for us to find happiness and for even for us to find meaning in life. But if we're honest, how many of us feel like we're actually on that path? I mean, like, if we're honest, it's like some days I feel it, some days I don't. Some days I'm up, some days I'm down. One of the things that I found was that even most people, even Christians, are just struggling to survive. I'm talking about if we're honest. We, we, we are struggling just to survive. I mean, we fully believe Jeremiah, you know, plan, purpose, all that. But something in the mode has kind of gone wrong. I mean, people want to run for Jesus, but they are so bogged down. Hebrews 12 and 1 says this, therefore we are also, therefore we also, since we are surrounded, watch this, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every what? 
every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. When I read that, I said, there's the problem. There's the problem. We have all of this baggage weighing us down. We have all this baggage weighing us down. We have junk in our trunk of life. And that's what we're going to talk about today in this first installment of this sermon series, Baggage. I want to title this or tag this, Got Junk. Because when we consider our family, finances, fears, relationships, emotions, guilt from our past or even our present, worry, this is exactly what keeps us from finding our destiny. Keeps us from walking in what God has called us to be. Galatians 5 and 7, Apostle Paul picks it up and he, he says something very interesting. He says, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? He says, you ran well, but, but, but who hindered you from obeying the truth? So for the next few weeks, we're going to come together as a spiritual family and we're going to deal with our baggage. We're going to talk about some of the baggage that's weighing us down. Now, I can't tell you how important this is because this is the stuff that keeps us from being who God wants us to be. So I encourage you, don't miss a week. Touch your neighbor and say, don't miss one week because this is going to be good. I, I, I really feel like this is going to help liberate us to be able to do the things that God has called us to do and to be what God desires for us to be. Because I want you to be all that God wants you to be. <laughs> Let me tell you this. God wants you to be all that God wants you to be. Let me also tell you this. This community needs you to be all that God wants you to be. And so the fact that you have all this baggage in your life means that you're extremely busy trying to juggle issues. I don't know about you, but I'm not a clown, and I don't do a very good job in juggling things. I mean, think about it. We are so busy that we are out of it. <laughs> we're so busy that we're out of it. I mean, we're out of shape physically. Think about it. We're out of shape physically. Does everyone have their half sheets? If you don't need a half sheet, simply raise your hand. Our ushers will, will get it to you. They, um, uh, but, but we're out of shape physically. I mean, you're too busy to exercise. You're even too busy to eat right. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens, so... I'm, 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 I'm good with the mmm sound coming in through the house today. <laughs> We're too busy. Can't exercise. Can't eat right. Make all type of excuses. I mean, our family meal 
is, is leftover white castles that you may find in between your seats. I'm talking about if we're honest. We're out of shape physically. Not only are we out of shape physically, but I, I also sense that we are out of sorts emotionally. We're out of sorts emotionally. Like, you would have an emotional breakdown if you'd have time. <laughs> you only have time to even just have a breakdown. You're so overwhelmed that you're just an emotional wreck. I mean, we are out of shape physically, but we're also out of sorts emotionally. But guess what else? We're also out of touch relationally. You're out of touch relationally. You don't even have time for the people you love the most. Your family and your friends are suffering. And because of the gift that God has placed upon you for those around you, it has been stifled because of all of your baggage. Because of all of your baggage. But I also believe that we are out of order spiritually. We're out of shape physically, out of sorts emotionally, out of touch relationally, but we're out of order spiritually. And again, if we're honest, you know deep down that things aren't right between you and God. You know deep down that there's just something that just, it hasn't been clicking for a very long time. And you want to fix it, but you don't even know how. Don't even know where to start. The statistics say 50%, 50% of churchgoers only come to church once a month. You're, you're not bad people. You just have too much going on. You're too busy to commit to church. You're too busy to commit to a life group. Yes, this is a life group shameless plug. Wednesday night, 7 p.m., you need to be a part of a life group. What is a life group? It is a life, uh, 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 it's where you do life in a group. Because life is better in a group. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Too busy to commit to a life group. You're, you're too busy to serve on a dream team here at Revival, here at the church. Too busy to serve. And here's the thing. We keep piling on new things because we think, we think this. Well, God won't give us more than we can bear. Um, that's not in the Bible. I know, I know we like to kind of pull that card out, you know, well, God won't give us more than we can bear. Uh, that's not in the Bible. Well, now what the Bible does say is that he won't allow us to be tempted above that which we are able to bear. But it never says that he won't give us more than we can bear. Show me, book it. Because y'all been saying it all your life, and you're like, oh, well, I don't know, I heard grandmama and them say it. Grandmama and them. Got you all messed up. 
insane in the membrane. <laughs> because, see, I believe that he will often, listen to me good, he will often let you overload yourself just so you can see how badly you need him. He will often let you overload yourself just so you can see how badly you need his people. And some of us, we're right there today. I'm going to do something very interesting today. Will, are, are we ready to kind of go to that special? Pull out your phones. Pull out your phones. Pull out your phones. Get your smartphones in your hand. I want you to go to menti.com. M-E-N-T-I dot com. Menti.com. M-E-N-T-I dot com. When you get there, just, just, mama, just open up your web browser, you know, Safari, Chrome, whatever it is, just, just go there, and you can type in menti.com. When you get to menti.com, you want to put in this code. It's going to give you, ask for code 53256, 53256. Now, 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 listen, those of you who freshly converted, those are not numbers for you to go play. This is simply for this presentation exercise during this sermon in the series, all right? <laughs> all right, so go to menti.com and plug in 53256. It says, would you say that you're at least occasionally overwhelmed or stressed out? You can't see those answers at the bottom, but it's giving you the answers of absolutely yes, not at all, maybe, or I don't trust this, so I'm not gonna participate, <laughs> all right? So, and in real time, we're getting, we're getting results. We're getting answers. 60% is saying absolutely yes. 35% of us, and we got 21 people who, who have done it. 33%, 32% saying maybe. I mean, the number keeps creeping up. In this house, right now, right now, 60, 70% of us are saying we're at least occasionally stressed. Absolutely yes. 72%, I mean, the number keeps going up. Think about this. Think about this. We are faced with stress. We are overwhelmed. And when you're overwhelmed, especially in your mind, you cannot function properly. You're not even at your optimum self. You're not even at your optimum self to even do what God has called you to do or be who God has called you to be. Listen, something is wrong with this picture. Is this really how God intended us to live? Overwhelmed, stressed out, burned out, on edge, overanalyzing everything, thinking everybody talking about you. I can't, no, 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 see, 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 that happened because, no, listen, you're stressed. Take that off. Because it's time for us to have a come to Jesus meeting. What is the come to Jesus meeting? Come to Jesus meeting is found in Matthew 11 and 28. Jesus says, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will 
give you rest. You know what's amazing? Is some of us don't even know what rest is. We don't even know what rest is. If you rest, you feel guilty. Oh, I know I'm preaching better than they saying amen. That's all right. I know. You always feel like you should be doing something productive. Because we live in this society that doesn't even value the Sabbath. And I'll be honest, this is a huge struggle in my life. More than anything, I want to be like Jesus. More than anything, I want to be like him. But one thing I know about Jesus, Jesus wasn't hurried. He was unquestionably busy, but not hurried. See, we can get busy and productive, but hurriedness is, I feel, a sickness of the soul. Y'all not hearing me today. I'm fighting with this because we want to pushing, pushing, hurry, let's get there, get it done. But why? We don't know how to slow down. We don't even know how to have a void in our life. Because the moment that we feel a void is there, we fill it with stuff. So here's our problem. We have too much stuff to do. We have too much stuff to do. And it's good that you're here because you know why? I've been sent here today to tell us or to give us three things to do with our stuff. Are y'all ready? All right. Now, get this. Bible says the word of God is like a two-edged sword. A two-edged sword. It cut me first. So if it cuts you, know that you're not the only one bleeding. I'm bleeding right along with you. Number one, some things need to be shared. Some things need to be shared. Exodus 18, verses 17 and 18. Moses' father-in-law replied, what, are, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You 
cannot handle it alone. Let that sink in. You cannot handle it alone. We have people here in the business community, whether you own your own business or whether you are in corporate America or, 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 or in, in, in any way, you have to learn that you cannot handle it alone. And I'll be honest, I really hate to hear that. I mean, I love to help others. But I really don't like the idea of me needing some help. And if we're honest, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If we're honest, we don't like being told, you need some help. Because what you are doing <laughs> is not good. It's not good. Why isn't it good? It's because you weren't meant to carry all of that baggage of life alone. I remember uh, I was moving out of my apartment in Ypsilanti uh, after I graduated. This was back in 2004, and um, my brother Damon, he came to help, <laughs> to help me move. <laughs> to help me move out of my apartment. And uh, so we were moving his dresser, and all he said was, all right, let's lift on, on the count of three. So we go one, two, three. The problem was I wasn't clear on if he meant we're lifting on three or after three. <laughs> So I waited while he attempted to lift and threw his back out. To this day, you can't get Damon to help you move nothing. <laughs> he won't do it. I mean, he went down. I mean, went down. All because we weren't clear. We weren't on the same page. And he was there trying to carry the load alone. Touch your neighbor and say, you need help. Touch your other neighbor and say, you can't do it alone. Now, if you sit next to your spouse, you know, don't, don't get offended. We're trying to help you in here. I had to learn that. I, I mean, I, I'm still learning that. You know, there are times that I, that I may carry, I mean, just heavy burden, heavy weight. And man, don't you know, when I just you know, forget about myself and I just go to Courtney, and I tell you, my load feels so much lighter. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not going to dump on her because, I, you know, I, I, I feel like the Lord gives us wisdom as to 
what we are to share. But, man, there are things that I just, man, it's just not meant for me to carry all by myself. I get to the point where I'm just like, She said, you know what? God's got us. Can I tell you something? There probably isn't any words that are more freeing than hearing your spouse say, don't worry. God's got us. Galatians 6 and 2. Do y'all know what it says in Galatians 6 and 2? Maybe I don't know what it says. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to show you what it says. It says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Are y'all hearing me in this place today? We cannot do life alone. Some things need to be shared but not only do something need to be shared, some things need to be stopped. And let me just come on down and just walk down your row. Some things need to be stopped. Luke chapter 10, verse 41 and 42. Very familiar passage of scripture. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. How many people have said this? If I had more time, I would fill in that blank. If I had more time, I would, you know, be there for my children's games. Or I'd have children. If I had more time, I would... I would do a life group. If I had more time, I would serve on a team. If I had more time, I would coach a little league team. If I had more time, I would journal. If I had more time, I would read. If I had more time, I would write. If I had more time, I would adopt children. If I had more time, I would become a foster parent. Can I just tell you something? As, as your loving pastor, that's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. Because the truth of the matter is, we do have time. But we are choosing to put other things in that time. Most of us are doing what is expected out of a very sick culture instead of doing what's right. Are y'all hearing me today? Because this culture is crazy. They will have you doing things. <laughs> All right, Lord help us today. Because what the culture calls normal is totally insane. And there you go, looking crazy, but you're doing it for the culture. You see, our actions communicate what is valuable to us. Our actions communicate what is valuable to us. 
money, possessions, activities. Listen, what are you communicating with your actions that display family time is not important? What are you communicating with your actions that's displaying making time for God isn't important? Some of us are doing, we have our children in two to four extracurricular activities at all times. And what you're communicating is to your children that they cannot be involved in church. They cannot be involved in community. Spiritual community. Because this equates that church is not as important as dance. Or church is not as important as football. Church is not as important as piano lessons. Now, listen. Don't, don't, don't misread my heart on this. I'm all for activities. Kaylin and Reagan are, let me tell you, I'm trying, I'm trying to get them off the couch. <laughs> God knows I am. We're looking at stuff now. Now that school is getting ready to kind of be dialed back, we want to make sure that they stay active. But let me tell you something. We're going to make sure that we place limits and that we set priorities. Worship, church, our spiritual family is a top priority. It is. It's a priority for us. It's a priority because we want to make sure that our girls, and you know what happens when that is a priority, they understand that there are voices in their lives all around this church so that when they get involved in something, we have other people that, hey, let me just say this. There are times, even as a parent, that I, that I, that I recognize my voice isn't going to be the voice that gets through to them in that moment. So you better have other people around you and your children so that when your voice doesn't get through, somebody else's voice that is aligned with the same <laughs> but, but see, this doesn't happen when you place everything else above it or ahead of it. You cannot teach your kids this stuff because you have too much junk in your own life. And the truth of the matter is some things need to be stopped. Psalms, Psalm 46 and 10. It says, be still. And know that I'm God. Sometimes being still is awkward, isn't it? And I was like, what is he doing? Why is it awkward? I think it's awkward because we don't have time for him. We never wait on him. <laughs> I 
And so often, he's there waiting on us. I wonder, if God were going to talk to you, what would it take? For some of us, the way our life is configured, it probably would take a three-week appointment process. That phrase, those two words, be still, the word Rafa, it means to slacken or to allow to sink. Max, come in, help me. I want to just hold one end of this rope. When I read this, I said, I mean, just the picture kind of came to me. And I just had to, I've never done this illustration before. I've never seen it done. So I'm trying something on the fly here. All right. All right, so, 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 so Max, for this illustration, you're God. All right. Hold, hold on to a tight. Hold on to a tight. And I'm me, I'm man, I'm us, I'm representing us. And this is what we are doing. We're holding on and we're trying our best to take matters into our own hand because God is not moving fast enough. And what God is telling us in Psalm 46, be still. It says to slacken. It also says to sink. <laughs> Modern day translation, get this, don't miss this, to drop it. <laughs> he says, drop it and know that I am God. <laughs> He's trying to tell us today there are some things that we need to stop. In other words, we just need to just drop it. Because let me just tell you something. I don't know if you know this. You're not going to win that battle with God. You, there is no competition. None can compare to his matchless worth and his strength is undeniable. So you might as well just... Stop having some things so that you can invest your life in the things that will last and matter. I was recently talking to one of our leaders, and I said, before you add anything else to your to-do list, start a not-to-do list. What do you need to add to your not-to-do list? <sighs> our, our ushers, do you guys have those brown paper bags? You have them. Everybody has them? Okay. All right. 
Do you have the, a blank paper as well? All right. Right now in this moment, I don't know, maybe we can get some of the Jeopardy music. I've been loving watching Jeopardy. That boy is good. <laughs> and he's got a lot of money right now. Maybe we can put some of that Jeopardy music on, but I want you to take you about the next 60 seconds. And I want you to write down some things on your not-to-do list. These may be things that you're currently doing that you know is taking up some valuable time from what God wants to insert himself in. And you're going to write it down on that blank piece of paper, and you're going to put it into that brown paper bag. We're going to have a moment here for it in a moment. Let's go ahead. If, if, if we have that, I don't know. I just thought of this. So if it's not their fault if we don't hear no music, but they're good. See, they're good. They're so good, and they're so right on time. Write it down. Write it down. Things that I'm not going to do. Love Merv Griffin. And we do not own the rights to this music, so don't shut our stream down, please. All right. Some things need to be shared. Some things need to be stopped. But let me give you this last point because I'm almost at my time. Everything needs to be surrendered. Some things need to be shared. Some things need to be just flat out stopped, but everything needs to be surrendered. Scripture tells us in Psalm 62 and 1, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Did y'all get that? My soul finds rest rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. The key phrase or the point of emphasis in that whole verse is in God alone. Notice it didn't say my soul finds rest in a vacation. It didn't say my soul finds rest when I buy a new house, if I get a newer car with seat warmers. It doesn't say my soul will find rest when I have a better outfit. It didn't say my soul will find rest if I have a swimming pool, if I can just get into some water. It didn't say my soul will find rest if I can just get a better gym membership. It says my soul finds rest in God alone. Man. I've been guilty of that. Sometimes life, all that we do, and we do it for good reason, but all that we do, man, can just wear us out.
we get to that point where we're just like, man, I just need to just get away. I was just telling Courtney this just the other day. Man, the Holy Spirit convicted me. And you know what the Holy Spirit said? He said, yeah, you, you, you want to take that trip? You want to just get away? Here's the only problem. You got to take you with you. Even your baggage has baggage. The truth of the matter is there will be no real rest until we surrender everything to God. My grandfather used to tell this story. Goofy story, silly story. So I'm warning you now, it's silly. There was this man on the side of the road. He had a sack of taters. Most of y'all may not know what taters are. That's southern way for saying potatoes. He had a sack of taters. And he was there on the side of the road. He was hitchhiking. And there was this man with a pickup truck. He finally came by. He First he passed him, but then he, he noticed him. So he stopped. And he backed up, and he offered the man a ride. He said, man, you can get on back in the back of my truck, and I'll take you to where you're going. So the man was so grateful, he hopped on the back of the truck, and he's holding his sack of taters. <laughs> Man looked back and he said, man, listen, I got a whole bed back there. You could just, you know, put your sack of taters on the truck. You, you don't have to carry them. And the man said, oh, well, sir, you, you were so kind to give me a ride. I don't, I don't want to ask you to give my potatoes a ride, too. We laugh, but this is what we do with God. God, you can save me, but you can't carry my burdens. I got this. I, I, I don't want you to deal with my family junk. I, I, I'll take care of that. But thank you for saving me. But I don't want you to have to worry about that, God. Thank you for delivering me, but, man, that's, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to bother you with my marriage. Thank you for saving me, God, but I, I, I don't even want to bother you with what I'm going through at work. We pull that old card out. God won't give me more than I can handle. The Bible never said that. The truth of the matter is, a lot of us in here are carrying well beyond what we are able to handle. You're even at your breaking point. Right where you sit. In church, you're at your breaking point. It's time for you to, as the psalmist declares in 55 and 22 in the book of Psalms, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Moments ago, and I'm closing, moments ago, many of us, many of you said that you were stressed, overwhelmed. I want to ask you a question. What radical change do you need to make? 
Well, Pastor, I don't, I don't, need, a, I don't need a radical change. I just need a slight adjustment. The lies you tell. The lies you tell. Let me tell you something. You're smarter than that. You're smarter than that. Because if a slight adjustment was all you needed, you would have been there by now. What do you need to do? What do you need to do? Ask the Lord. He'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Because the truth of the matter is, the way that we've been doing life is just madness. And we need to just stop. Or else it will eventually destroy you. It's time to surrender everything to God. Some things need to be shared. Some things need to be stopped. Everything needs to be surrendered. Something's wrong. You may feel like something's wrong. I mean, you, you know. You know what's going on on the inside. And you know something's not, not quite right. This is the moment where you say, I'm ready to do life according to Jesus' rhythm. I'm ready to do life according to Jesus' way. I'm ready to fully surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place today, and you say, Pastor Devin, I, Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit.